giving away chocolate covered candy hearts anyway. I'm eating those There's a reason why I'm playing this song, I'm going to tell you later on. Can we remember? Because we always say that at the beginning and then we never remember. And then everyone comes back going, the premier podcast for the perimenopausal. You're joined by my good self, Mrs. Woog, and my sidekick, <laughs> Mrs. Berry. And welcome especially to all our new listeners. Am I really a sidekick? I'm 46 years old. Yeah, you're, you're actually sidekick older sidekick. than me. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm your sidekick. <laughs> anyway, who cares? We're, We're just talking all together. Yeah. Yes, welcome to all our new listeners. We've had a lot of new listeners join the, the gang this Why week. Why is that? Oh, because a little something called Radio National. Radio National. We were, of course, we were yesterday on The Modern Dilemma and Life Matters, in which we are now unqualified to give out advice. We are. And they've asked us to come and do it every four weeks. So that's basically a regular radio gig. That's right. Which was our aim. Yes. It now just needs to be every week. (laughs) and And it needs to go from being about seven minutes to half an hour. Oh, I think we could punch out an hour. Oh, we way. could easily punch out an hour. Well, we do it here. Yeah. I don't know. Like, we could do it there and... And have producers. And yeah. And people. <gasps> Sound nice. Sounds good. Um, so, yes, welcome, everyone. What did we talk about, though, oh. for those that didn't hear it? We talked about this punishable woman who was just... Anyway, go and listen. You can find it in the yeah. podcast. I'll put, a, I'll put a link up on the Wigswell page, so go and have a listen. How the, much, the upshot is Mrs. Wigs will never go camping. Never go camping. Yeah. And, yeah, that's it. Uh, how was your week, Kim? <laughs> oh, listen. My period arrived yesterday. So, in the full knowledge of that, and my age, and stage of life, I'm pretty sure everyone can guess <laughs> what my week was like. Well, you're remarkably chipper today. I Thank am you chipper. For, Do you know why that is? For bringing your A-game. Because I went to bed at nine oh, last night. I love that. You know how much I love that. And I woke, up, I woke up at uh, quarter to 12 because, get this everyone, Oscar rang me because he was coming home. He'd gone out with his mate from Gig Buddies for his, that guy's, for his Jethro's 21st in the city. And he was on the bus home and I was picking him up at the bus stop. And I may have fallen asleep after he rang me to say he was almost at Narrabeen. <laughs> but I got down there to pick him up. Oh, you're a good And he, there he was, waiting. So I had to wake at midnight, then woke at, I don't know what time it was when Felix got home from work. And then, because he's working at his dad's work as a glassy. And if people don't know what that is, that's the um, team that walk around in the pub and pick up all the glasses. Yeah. And Hence, avoid, getting, avoid getting glassed themselves. Yes. Yes. And, uh, but that was, you know, and then I woke up this morning at half past seven. Lovely. I've had an up and down week. Up and down. Every day has been a surprise or a delight or a disaster. (laughs) Monday, I was floored. Oh, well. I think the whole country just felt, and it was everywhere, everywhere everywhere. I looked. Do you know what? It was, you know, when, you know, when Hawkey died and Mm. it had that, the whole, everywhere felt different. All day it felt like he was around. And on Sunday and Monday, it felt like the whole country had this, like we'd been hit around the head with a dead fish. Yeah. Like just what just happened? What just happened? And I I need to tell you a story about Sunday because Sunday I was an absolute basket case, mainly because, and look, this isn't, 
We're not going to get bogged down in politics. We're not going to get bogged down in it, but but we have to. People know it. that I am I am a good old fashioned lefty, and so they'll scoff when I say this. But I, so long as whoever is in power operates from an ethical and moral standpoint point that is good for everyone, yeah, then. I'm okay, even if I disagree with how they're doing it. Yep. But all I see, I just don't see that with this current leader and where they have been for the last six years. So that was what I was so flummoxed by. And anyway, we had an impromptu gathering at my place on Friday, uh, on Sunday afternoon for Felix's birthday, which was on the Friday. And my beautiful in-laws came over and um, the husband and his beautiful partner have just been doing the shitbox rally, which is a big fundraising rally from Perth to Sydney. You have to drive a car that's worth less than a thousand dollars, and it's this huge. They raised more than two million dollars for the cancer council, and they just got home on like Thursday, I think. So I text I, I, the husband's. My in-laws had rung and said, "Can we drop in to see Phil?" I was, of course, come for afternoon tea. And so then I pinged the husband and said, very impromptu, but if you'd like to come over for afternoon tea, you know. And we had this, it was just beautiful. It was all of us. I made scones and jam and we had scones and jam and cream and Prosecco. And we all sat around the table and we laughed and they, and, you know, they shared stories of their trip and showed us photos. And, and my in-laws had just been away in Japan. So they were sharing photos of all the bloody cherry blossoms with my mum and everyone you know and I just had that real you know the emotion of the election and then the emotion of this for the family and then Avan Jess bought Felix one of the shitbox cars so they have an auction at the end of the thing and you buy them and it raises more money right? so they've bought him his first like a shitbox it's a Volvo it's like Formula only Q ladies <laughs> it's a, I mean it's just and Felix's face when he saw that they'd done that, you know, and he just has very positive vibes coming off you today. He couldn't believe it. And and just seeing your child like that as well, like just so after he's had such an emotional couple of months and and it was just beautiful. And like, anyway. See, I mean, and that's the thing is that I think you and I tended to get so emotionally invested in the outcome of that election <laughs> um, because we are both like, you know, worry about other people. Yeah. You know, and, and it's taken me all week, but now I'm at the same place as you is that, all right, you're in, this is what it is, let's get on with it. Yeah. Just do stuff. Be good. Be good. Be good and do things for everyone. And be nice. I know. So that's and, it. But also, show, be a leader. Like, lead, have vision. And I don't see that. Anyway, I'm bored. Anyway, um, there was one thing else I wanted to say about that. When oh, I just said we're not going to talk about it anymore. No, not, not about the election. When um, the husband told me about um, the car, I was so stoked. It was fantastic. I hope he's going to pay the radio and everything. Yeah, yeah, he is. And then, but I would, I was driving home from somewhere with Rob and, and in my head I was thinking, oh God, I bet everything's going to go wrong with it and it's a Volvo, oh, so all the parts are... And then I went, oh my God, stop it. I know. Like, don't steal the joy from a really beautiful thing. And I was like... That's what your mum would do. Don't yeah, do it, right? Yeah. And then later that night, you always so look at the negative. Yes, right. And I am not that sort. I don't do that. Like I'm always the you know glass is half full person. I yeah. snark about being the glass is half empty, but I don't. I'm not really like I just do that for comedy value. So 
Um, anyway, and that night, after on Sunday night, mum came downstairs and she said to me quite, she goes, did he buy, did he buy Felix a, an, old, an old car? And I went, yeah. And she goes, oh, well, is it any good or is it going to cost us a fortune? Oh, my God. So she just, it was exactly what. <laughs> and I just, and listen, the confluence of emotions of, you know, shock and then love and then bang down period. the <laughs> And I got up halfway up the hallway and Rob was walking and gave me a hug and I was bursting into tears and, and then all the boys came up and were like, are you okay? And I was just a very emotional day. And, like, and then Felix came up and was like, are you okay? And so I told them the story, right? And mm. Felix is going, oh, no, mum, no, it's, it's fine. And then I just went... <laughs> And Scott Morrison's still prime minister. Like, <laughs> just rubbed my back and just went, I think you should probably go to bed. <laughs> and, and, and Rob just stood there and was just like, he said, he was just like taking notes going, okay, so this is like, you know, this is not his first rodeo. <laughs> so I, um, I read an article yesterday on, it was kind of a funny article and it didn't I sort of, take me anywhere except I think I saved it with the, the last two lines it was about advice and opinions and I I have this theory and correct me if I'm wrong yes that the older you get the more freely you're happy to just give out your opinions and advice without asking permission so yes. for example one of my sons is in a relationship with a new girl yes and he showed one of our relatives a photo of the girl very nice girl Yes, and she's lovely. I've met her. Relative said, "Oh, her lips are quite thin, aren't they?" <sighs> to a young impressionable boy, I, and I just wanted to fucking smack this person across the face. It's breathe in the white light, breathe out the black smoke. Why, sun. as you get older, and I literally self-correct my thoughts like ten thousand times a yeah. day. Yeah, but why do we get the feeling that? It's our right to be able just to, and you see it on social media all the time. Yeah. Just to fob off your painful opinions and and advice when it's not being asked. So what I talk about in this article is that there's two rules about advice. Yes. Uh, Do not give it unless you're asked. Or if you've got something helpful, ask to permission to give some advice. But never just launch into it because it can be fucking hurtful. Yeah. And really damaging. Yeah. Like, you know, this is this is the whole concept of use your words. Yeah. Some people, when you've had a really shitty day at work or had a, something happen to you, you just need someone you can tell and you don't need them to fix it and you don't actually really need their opinion on it. You just need them to hear you yeah. and to say, that's really shitty. Yeah. And here's a hug. Yeah. Or can and I make you a cup of tea? If there's anything or, I can do to help yeah. you, I'm here for yeah. you. Do you want Still being decent? Yeah. And do you want to do you want to talk about it more? Do you want like do you want some like what, what my thoughts are on it, or do you just need some time to? Yeah. And do you know what? Like people just go, oh no, I actually just I just, I just needed feel, to get that out. I just actually feel better now, <laughs> and that's fine. Yeah. And you hear it so many times, particularly in relationships um where you know it's often very and i don't want to generalize but often men come from a base of wanting to fix something yeah so well that's broken or that's so how do we fix it 
And whereas a lot of women just need to vent and just need to get it out. Yeah. And so you end up with this situation where like, oh, I just wanted to have a whinge about my day and suddenly he's telling me what I should say to that person and who I should do. Like, that's not going to work. Like, I could never say that in my workplace. And so it's just sort of like, guys, use your words. Stop pretend, like, stop trying to guess. Even if you've been together for 500 years, use your words. <laughs> So that was my week. <clears throat> and I actually, this sort of brings me back to it. Remember last week when um, our beautiful friend Andrew said, why are relationships so hard? And you were talking about how hard they were. Yes. And, do you know, I have been thinking about that ever since because, yes, they, they are hard in terms of the work that you do on them has to, you, you, it's hard because you have to think about someone else. It's not um, it shouldn't be arduous, you know, it shouldn't be like, oh, I really want to do that. But so it's that you have to actually be thinking about someone else. Mm. And there's this real, there's this real sentiment flowing through my life at the moment about serving and, and serving people and the reward that that brings. Mm. So it's not about being a slave as it's a very slippery slope in a household with young children or young men. Um, but they're also yet yeah, so there is that element of it being hard, but there also has to be the joy. And where's the joy? And if you're not, if all you're feeling is like you're at a coal face every day, just yeah. trying to work on your communication or trying to like, but and there's no joy. There's no feeling mm. like when you hear their key in the door of like, <gasps> or when they. So yeah, I'm just like there has to be light yeah, and yeah, shade. Of course. Well, so you can't yeah. hate your partner because that's just not going. Well, to I work. don't think it's hate. I just think we. But sometimes, Kim, and as I'm getting older and more, you know, in the throes of this fabulous hormonal hiccup, sometimes my family just irritate me Ooh. so fucking much. Like <laughs> even the sound of like, like my husband scraping at the bowl or standing over the sink. Like I have to actually. <laughs> remove myself so I can't hear that. Yeah. Do you get that? Does yes. That, does it, is that just me? Well, yeah, I don't get that with Rob because you and he and I are just this weird aberration of life. But oh. totally. But the thing is, is at least you recognise... Like but that. you recognise that that's not him. That's oh. that's not Mr. Woog. That is just I can't, where I, we're at. But I our... almost want to go screaming into the kitchen saying, <laughs> fucking, why do you scrape, 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 scrape? Oh, and like even when I hear the, oh God, I'm going down the, here I go, down the hole. Even <laughs> when I hear someone go to the toilet and then no flush. Oh. And I go, <laughs> Yeah, that, well, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Some days it doesn't irritate me as much as others. Of course. Do you want to know why? Because we're human. We're going to get um, into a topic now. Do you want to know why I put that music on? I just called to say I love you. I thought that was just because we hadn't spoken all week except for when we did yesterday morning. And we speak each day. But anyway, <laughs> apart from that, I played that song because that song yesterday got me through a particularly nasty hot flush. We'd just finished up at Ultimo yeah. and I jumped into a cab and the cabbie was an elderly Indian man. And it was one of those cabs that's been around for a long time, so right. it wasn't fresh. And, and the aircon wasn't working that hot and it wasn't even that hot, to be honest. No. And no, it was all right. I was wearing jeans and a singlet top and a jacket. You looked very sharp. Thank you. Um, and as we started going off, I just called to, to say, say 
I love you and I'm getting prickly skin and oh my fucking god and it started I had this hot flash and all I wanted to do was to rip all of my clothes so off. where did it start like in the middle core of your body no or it start in my, at your toes or my neck your... mine always start at my neck right and then my whole body pulsated in heat and it's just I just want to talk about what actually is a hot flush and what can you do about them because we all have them but Oh, I hate the what can you do about them because the what can you do about them is don't drink alcohol, avoid caffeine. I'm going to get to that. Eat lots of alfalfa. It's a sudden feeling of heat and sometimes a red flushed face and sweating hot flashes start when blood vessels near the skin surface widen to cool off, making you break out in sweat. Some women have a rapid heart rate. Yes. Or chills as well. Yes. And when they happen when you sleep, they're called night sweats. Yeah. So th- this is what they all think. Man wrote this. <laughs> this is what you can do when you have one. Dress in layers which can be removed at the start of a hot flash. Now, I agree with that one. That's that's why I always wear a singlet top under a jacket or a jumper or anything. Right. Yeah, I just, just go and buy them, 10 of them at Target. Um, use a portable fan <laughs> to use when a hot flash strikes. Carry a portable fan. Now, do you still have your manual fan that yes. you carry with you? Yes. And would you recommend that? Yes. Okay. It makes a huge difference. And you can see lots of women now are carrying it. Yeah. And I love that because there's no shame in it. Avoid alcohol, spicy foods and caffeine. These can make menopausal symptoms worse. Well, yesterday afternoon after I'd had that hot flush, I went over to visit Mrs. Goodman and I had a glass of wine. Yes. And it was started again and I'm like, no, it's like my favourite thing in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, anyway, try and maintain a healthy weight. Oh, fuck off. Yeah. Women who are overweight or obese may experience more frequent and severe hot flushes. Oh, fuck off. Fuck off. Try and mind... Oh, let me guess. One of the other side effects of menopause is you put on weight. I know. Even though you're trying not to. And you're going slightly mental, so you're on antidepressants. Yeah. And that's going to put on weight too. Try... We're not really being very pessimistic today. Try and... Modi- optimistic. <laughs> optimistic. Try mind-body practices like yoga and other self-calming techniques. Early stage research has shown that mindfulness, meditation, yoga and tai chi may help improve menopausal symptoms. Can you see me doing tai chi? Can you even imagine it? Yes, I can. Oh. Because I've seen you do aerobics. And, <laughs> I, and I've seen you put your body into a duffel bag. I've seen you do many things that you didn't think you could do. So I wouldn't take it. Anyway. I really want to do Pilates, but I don't earn enough money to do it. Um... My friend, Mrs. Uh, Jenkins, found this thing for me. It's called the All Cool Ice Towel. Ice Towel. So while I go and activate this, I want you to just fill the space. So, okay, just feel it now. Oh. Yep. Okay. Just press <laughs> We'll be right back. I'm not sure if you can hear that from uh, the other room, but... Woogs is doing something with a cloth that comes in a plastic jar. She did talk about this a few weeks back on um, on her Instagram feed, which I think she's forgotten about, but let's not, you know, let's not remind her. Might upset her. Probably not. Um, yeah. Here she comes. Here she comes with the plastic container with the thing in it. 
Okay, so this is a practical thing that you can actually carry around with you. Um, all you do, it's a towel and a little can canister. You pour just tap water in yep. and you shake it shake it all about yeah. for about 30 seconds. Yep. And then you dry it off. Then you put that on the back of your neck. Oh. It's a bit wet. Well, I, I was in a brush. Oh, God, it's nice. Is that good? <gasps> so oh. if you get it at the chemist. It's called Ice Towel. All cool ice towel, and it cools instantly when it gets wet. It's lightweight, non-chemical, hypoallergenic, non-clinging, non-saturating, and quick wicking. Whatever that means. Quick wicking means it draws heat away from the skin. Yeah. So I find that is because you can do it in the morning, and then I didn't take it on Friday. Do it in the morning and just pop it in. It's not that big. Pop it in your handbag. So if yeah. you are feeling a bit flush, and if you're, you know, especially if you're on public transport. God, or... I actually would really advocate for that. That's remarkable. Well, after this, we'll go up and get you one because they're only like $10. Oh, God. And um, I, I think that... Yes. And we should get another one for Donna. Because I have one. I have one yes. for Donna. Donna, because... would you... Yes, we'll get one for Donna because Donna's just... Donna's our favourite person because she makes <laughs> us laugh so much with the recaps. Um, uh, I have a little fan that I bought on my desk mm-hmm. and... It literally sits between my two monitors and is just angled at me the whole day. Mm. Just blows on me the whole day. I always carry a bottle of cold water with me wherever I am. Yes. So, girls, take a fan. Have a look. I'll, I'll put a link up for this ice towel thing. It's fucking brilliant. Yes. It really does work. Water. Water. Don't drink alcohol. Lose 20 Shut kilos. Up. I'm not doing any of that. Make sure you get eight hours sleep a night. And do yoga. Mm. And avoid stress. Because we're very good at that. <laughs> very good at avoiding I wonder we're a fucking hot mess most of the time. I actually, like, the, this week, these were a couple of the phrases that kept coming out of my mouth at my desk to, <laughs> my, to, my, to the journalist who sits next to me. There was a lot of for fuck's sakes. Why is this computer so slow? I think I'm having a heart attack. <laughs> Do you want to feel my chest? My heart is bracing. Curiously, no one took me up on the offer. Uh... And yeah, there was a couple of times the heart. I had really bad heart palpitations three times this week. Oh, I'm not having them. And then so there good. was, and then there was a, a moment when I just went, "Oh, I don't think I'm breathing properly." <laughs> just like I am a peach to work with. A peach. Oh, excellent. I wish I could work with you every day next to next to you. Yeah, I yeah. So that's dissecting a hot flush. Right. Yes. What's next? What's next? I want to quickly talk about. My stepdad. Yes. My stepdad died three years ago. Mm. And last night, he comes and has visits with me. Does he? Yes. So last night, he came in. He's looking very well. He's wearing a lovely, like, uh, rugby jersey. Right. Yes. So he's been dead for three years. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and he, he sat on the bed and he said, how's everything going? And I said, oh, you know, I've been all right and blah, blah, blah. And he said, I just need you to give mum a message. I said, yeah. He goes, yes, tell her, remind her about Downton Abbey. I was like, what about it? He goes, just, if you just say Downton Abbey. So I texted mum this morning. I said, did John used to watch Downton Abbey? And she goes, no, but I did. And I was like, oh, he told me to remind you about it. And she goes, oh, I'm just heading to Vancouver. Like, as if, like, thank you. <laughs> um, and I, then I saw today on Twitter that they're doing a movie. Downton Abbey movie trailer dropped today. And I don't ever watch Downton Abbey and it's not one of my things. Wow. Is that weird? Well, some would just say it's weird. Some would... But it was so clear. Mm. It was so clear. And he sat down on my bed and just said, do you just remind your mother about Downton Abbey? I think that's weird. 
I think that's rather special. I think it's amazing. Yeah. But um, yeah, I really miss him. He was such a beautiful man. He really was. Oh, yeah. Okay. We're going to talk about... Kim has experienced recently some travel sickness. Would you like to talk about that? Oh. So when I was little, I always got car sick. Always. And we did a lot of traveling. We lived in we lived in Sydney. All of mum and dad's family were in Wollongong. So we used to go to Wollongong like at least once a month. And this is back in the days pre-aircon, pre, you know, vinyl, it was all vinyl seating and just, uh, and there were no quick roads down that way. You, yeah. know, you had to go through oh, the Shire. And uh, the Messiah <laughs> from the Shire. I, I love don't, that. Yo, don't get me started about that. Jeez. <laughs> Literally. Uh, and so... Hey, I've just worked out. We can use these post-it notes as the show notes. So you don't have to listen to it and think about what to write in the show notes. You can just take that with you and... Yeah. yeah. Okay, segue. Let's go. Uh, and there was... My parents loved to tell the story about how when we actually lived in Albury and would be coming up to Wollongong, we'd go through Yes. And that I would throw a tantrum about... And when we, we would go to the, the McDonald's on the... Aubrey side of yes, and I would demand a strawberry milkshake, and they would oh, go no, you yeah. know, no, you're not having this, no, Macy sick, no, and I would you know, eventually they would relent because I don't know slow learners, <laughs> and then by the time we'd get to the other side of yes, I would spew the whole thing oh, up. Right? So yeah, so I, I'm not the best travel calm stomach person i get i can like remember when you had a micro sleep on the back on the way back from bathurst i know that was that was she was driving fun. i was driving <laughs> and we just sort of went do you think she's driving i was like no not really <laughs> yeah good times uh that was you know sleeping versus being sick though i mean you know i'd sooner be hoiking out the window than falling asleep and driving off the road um so or into someone else and so fast forward to now and i'm commuting and I have been getting increasingly bus sick every night, like, of, and to the point that now I'm quite anxious, you know, I'm like, yeah, because a, a few nights ago, I reached the point where I actually got off the bus at Narrabeen and was walking home and thought, at one point I thought, <gasps> and thought I was going to vomit in some yeah. poor person's oh, God. front yard. So that's probably driving a bit of anxiety as well. Yes. And so it's not been great. And... Um, and it's the whole thing, like it's the stomach is like really hard. And you tried hard. sitting in different parts and of the bus. Yeah, so I and... never sit upstairs on our the, the bus that we have is a double decker. Never sit upstairs anymore. Um, always down the front, always downstairs, and as as close to the front of the front facing seats as I can, which is basically how I the bus. The, the you can't open, open windows. Oh you can't open the windows. And people, and people coughing at you. There's people coughing. There's always some Someone's weird farting. There's someone. Oh, that well. The other night I got the E88 home, which is the express, and it doesn't stop until Collaroy, and someone farted the whole way. Oh, that's just way. Can I just pause there? We're coming back. Someone farted on the bus. Yesterday when you and I were doing the um, radio show, he was asking a question, and I started holding my nose. Yes. And you were going, are you farting? Are you farting? (laughs) And... Because this was live, right? And he's asking his question. None of us were listening to it. And neither neither of us heard that question. I just thought it bluffed. But I'm holding my nose and I'm like running up and down with my feet. Yeah. Because I am the world's worst. And if you've listened to the podcast, you will know this. Sneezer. She doesn't do a subtle sneeze. I sneeze and it's like a scream. Yeah. And I am on live radio and I'm trying to 
stave off this massive. And I thought sleep. she, I thought she'd done a, I thought she'd done a period fart. And she's going, <laughs> are you farting? And I'm like, going, <laughs> and then he threw to us, and we just went, Duh. yeah. We both looked at each other with this, oh fuck, like like we'd been caught passing notes in class. And then, what do you always say when that happens? You say, Michael, it's a really interesting post question. <laughs> That's what you do. So I haven't thought of it that way. It's a really interesting. Question. Anyway, getting back to yeah, so yeah, on the bus. Yeah, so just terrible. And and you know, there's always one. There's always someone on the bus that puts you on edge. Like always the serial killer. And there was this guy who was very scruffy and was clearly on something. Yeah. And was just pacing. Oh no. And then talking. That's not relaxing. And maniacally laughing. And it oh. was it was tense. Anyway. So I put the call out to our flushes because I figured that perhaps the reason it was worse is just a part of the whole hormonal thing. Like maybe there's something to do with that. Well, a hundred and something comments later, everyone had the best suggestions. So good. And so the first thing I tried, the thing that I think makes it really worse for me is if I'm really hungry. So, you know, if you do get a bit, feel a bit sick and then you've got nothing in your, in your tummy, stomach, you yeah. feel worse. So I had a second lunch. <laughs> any <laughs> excuse. Any excuse. How's that weight loss going? Yeah, great. <laughs> uh, I had a second lunch at 4.30. And then I had a ginger kombucha and some of the Bundaram ginger bears, like ginger. That was Mrs. Goodman's. Mrs. Goodman's suggestion. And can I say, those little bears, fantastic. Yeah. Like, I just, and you don't, you, and you sort of think, oh God, I'm going to open the packet and eat all of them. You can't, like that ginger, you can't tend, you can't do that. They're not like chocolate digestives. They're not like chocolate digestives. <laughs> They're not like jelly babies or, you know, jelly. Jelly so, tots. Yeah. God, I motored through a packet of those yesterday. Jelly tots. Tiny little they? jelly tots covered in sugar, different flavor. Oh, like, um, yeah, jelly I know. Tots. UK um, ones. And, uh, yeah, and so I just had two of those, like just two of the little bears and just sipped kombucha like at a couple of different parts along the way. And I was... Oh, that's so good. So... Thank you. Apparently I need a little can you, lunch. Can you say thank you to the readers? Say so thank you very much, nice. everyone. You were very... You were a great... Very concerned. Um, a great source of information and insight. Very concerned. Um, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, I'm going to tell you about the MasterChef Challenge... Kim's going to tell you about her new roomie that she's getting. I know. And we're going to answer your questions. So we'll see you right after this. Hello, and we're back for the second half of episode 13, I believe. Uh, Yes. Of the Hot Flush podcast. I'm just going to shut the door and kick the dog out. See the chunkster? Don't say that to her. Those who read Weekly will know that Isabel's put on a little bit of weight due to a diet change, and she's very sensitive about it. (laughs) And you walk in and you go, hi, Hello, chunky. chunky monkey. Not cool. Fat shaming is not cool, <laughs> even if you're a little pudgy dog. Okay. Oh, something smells delicious something in your house. Something smells delicious in my house. I like to always make the most of Kim coming over. And um, she's a fantastic cook. Actually, you've even been on MasterChef, haven't you? I have. Tell us about your MasterChef somewhere in the Somewhere in the storage cabinets of hell is me ugly crying when I didn't make it through. <laughs> what did you make? Uh, I made my ginger sesame chicken and rice. And what did they say? Uh, M- uh, Matt loved it. He said, if you gave me a bowl of that, if I came over to your place for dinner and you gave me a bowl of that, I'd be going back for seconds. And I was like, oh. And His outfits have gotten increasingly 
I know problematic. <laughs> just saying. And uh, George just ate me alive. Like, just hated it. Oh, I hate him then. And, um, yeah, I've never liked him since. And, you know, he ripped off all his um, staff. <laughs> well, I don't actually, that's I, that's very unfair. But he did underpay them and then apparently it was all very uh, unfortunate and unintentional. He's an angry little man. Unintentional. He's like a little terrier, you know. He's an angry little man. I, have, you, have you watched him eat? It's, it's I've, unsettling. I've seen, unsettling. I've seen him punch somebody at the footy. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, he got all worked up anyway. We all have our bad oh. days, I suppose. <laughs> Um, so you didn't Violence get in. is not the answer. So I got down to the top, I think it was the, I got down to the top 20 of New South Wales. Okay. It was the so very first year. did you get to, to push the little trolley out? Yes. Did you meet Sarah Wilson? Yes. She's a tall, thin. She is very gammon. Is that the word? G-A-M-I-N-E. Gammon? gammon? Do you is remember that the word? I was, I was in it. Or um, does that mean a bit of land, a bit of hand? Yeah. No, that's a gammon. I had to do a photo shoot with her once. Oh yeah. And, um. She's so tall and very pretty. Yes. And they put me in these heels and I can't walk in heels. So <laughs> I had to hang on to her and the photographer would say, go. And then I'd have to like, ah, bang, 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 bang out some poses next to her. And I looked like little dumpy <laughs> walrus. And she's like all brown skin. And Were you like Madge to Dame Edna? Oh, yeah. It was not nice. <laughs> it was for a bag. No, it was... gammon is not the right word because that means of a girl being attractively boyish. So that's not what no, she is at all. No, she's quite the glamazon. Yeah. I wrote about her this week as well. Who didn't I write about this oh, week? Goodness, you're prolific. I know. Prolific. Uh, she because she's put a new book out or she's got she's on a new she's on a new quest now, ah. isn't she? She's moved she's moved on from telling everyone sugar. not to eat sugar. And now she's more like an eat, pray, love kind of person, isn't she? She's in the a wellness warrior. <sighs> that's what I also wrote about. Wellness warriors. Yeah. Anyway. Diverting. I, I voluntarily drank a green juice this week. Why? I was curious. Did you pay for it? Yeah. How much was it? Six bucks. Oh, that's all right. It was delicious. Really? Yes. Do you feel virtuous? I felt so virtuous. I think that was the what day. What are you drinking now, Kim? I think that was the, a, a glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel virtuous? Uh, no, but I feel pretty happy. <laughs> it certainly isn't Aldi, is it? No. <laughs> Uh, so, Kim, I issued a MasterChef challenge when she walked through the door today. I pulled out a few things that I didn't know what to do with from the fridge. And I, because Kim is quite a competitive person. A little bit. A little bit. And I said, go. And she's just whipped up the most amazing casserole. Just a good old-fashioned beef casserole. Beef casserole with lots of veggies in there. And it's bubbling away and it's filling the house up with beautiful smells. I'm going to go and get some crusty bread and just have mm. a big bowl of just, that. Yeah, you know. Just, like, have a baguette. Yeah. And rip bits of the baguette off. Oh. Uh, I tell you who gave me a good tip once was um, Baby Mac. Mm-hmm. That when you do make a stew or a casserole, if you grate in right at the very end just some freshly grated in orange rind or oh, lemon oh. rind, and it just lifts it, cuts a bit of the richness. Lemon? Nice. So yeah, just a little bit. She's also very good at cooking. Yeah, she's yeah she's a good cook. A good her mum they she, her mum ran her own shop like yeah. her own cafes, okay. d- sort of gourmet deli type. I think stuff. we should have a trip down to see her soon. Yes. I should I have actually um she and I we talked about that. I think I've even diarized it. Okay. Well, I think Rob and I me. Rob and I are going to do a day trip down and a just day hang trip? At, yeah. And just hang at the Barrow Wang pub all day. Oh that sounds nice. Count me in. I want to look at some antique shops first, because apparently now I'm my mother. Oh, I'm sixty five, I'm you know, 
going to go and look at the yeah, antique shops in the Southern Highlands. Jesus. Yeah. Do you know that, um, you know, when you go into a town and they have the sign up with the information radio yeah. um, setting? So I've never listened to it except we did one time when we were going into Barrel. And when you're driving into Barrel, the radio uh, this thing, is the tower that we're talking about. Yeah, oh, keep going. She's doing a photo shoot of it or something. It's very distracting. Um, on the radio information channel, it says, Barrel, more English than England. That's a big talk, right? <laughs> So get this. Uh, we talk so, about it in this podcast. Okay. Uh, yes. So that's a tip for you. Um, and I And I did it. She gave me 15 minutes, but... You actually really need 15 minutes just to, to brown your onions. So okay. that's a bit of a challenge. It was a little but bit longer. Like we, we it was probably that. like anyway, half an hour. I'll 25. I'll show you some photos of that. But it's cooking and it'll cook for like, you know, eight hours. Yeah. Something like that. Okay. Six, eight hours. So you're going to talk about your new roomie. I know. So I think I, I, think I told you all that um, Rob was going to move in. And we we're going to do it pretty gradually and just, you know, just extend the number of nights and... And he and I are not really that good at, you know, <laughs> just pacing ourselves. Actually, no, we're very good at pacing ourselves. Say, we've been together for a long time. Yeah, now. we're almost at three years. So, uh, so really, he's basically been. We've basically been living together, and it's just the best. We commute. We get the bus together. It's so cute. I think we're at the point. Does like, he help you with your like feeling sick? Yes, I feel less sick when I'm with him. Yeah. I think because I've just got someone to talk, talk to, to. Yeah. so you're distracted. Distracting. But then I will still get the waves of it and then look at him and go, oh, I vomit. God, you're a real treat to go out with, aren't oh, you? I am, a, I am quite the catch, and he's now seeing it in its full regalia. <laughs> I can't believe you've never had a fight. <laughs> no, never had a fight. That's so nice. Yeah. Um, and is he fitting in well with the boys? Yes. It's just really lovely. And he just and when things are it's sort of at peak chaos, like you know, the boys are all the other night we'd had dinner and then the boys decided they were going to make cookie dough ice cream because I'd made a double batch of chocolate chip cookie dough. And so what I do is I make a big huge batch and then I cook some and then I put other I put the rest of the dough into rolls and put it in the freezer. And they they were like, yeah, there's cookie dough in the freezer. And so the four of them were in the kitchen making bloody cookie dough ice cream. And Rob just kept looking at me with these like goofy eyes and just biting his bottom lip, just going, oh, this is so good. This is the best. And I'm just going, and meanwhile, I'm just going, oh, God, they're so noisy. I just want to go and lie down. <laughs> we have no um, Jack's Beauty Spot this week. No. Where is? Very sad. Where is the young he's chap? A, oh, well, he spent the morning doing the musical um, rehearsals. Oh, that's a bit exciting. Jasper got into his oh, musical. Oh, fantastic. Yes. Well done. He's one of the – he has, like, one of the um, – I wouldn't call it a lead, but he has a speaking part, so he's part of the – cast not the jack's the lead dancer and singing in the rain of course he of is, course he is. Um, and then he's got ballet all afternoon but he does send his love to everyone we got <laughs> lots of lovely feedback and he is working on uh the best options for moisturizers for mature skin and oh. he has been using mine i've been trialing this new product and he's been using it every day and i must say he it's taken years off him <laughs> he looks at least six <laughs> Okay, how's he going with those bags and wrinkles around oh, his eyes that God. he's so worried about? Okay, Kelly B. B asks, oh, questions. How to manage emotional labour? 
And I didn't know what that meant. Oh, didn't you? That's a no. big that's a big buzz phrase. Okay, well, take it away. Uh well, it talks about how even if you then even in a household where you are starting to share the the you know domestic duties per se so cleaning washing dropping kids at sport blah blah blah, there's still the emotional labor of the house so who's checking that everyone's okay and and dealing with the fights and dealing with the this and the that and the hormones and the that and that and it's that's the only reason i keep my jaws work around because he's extremely involved emotionally and doing all the talk like he does lots more than i do really yeah yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Well, I did have a talk to Jack the other night about puberty and how, you know, I said, I've noticed sometimes that you're a bit up and down and, you know, this is why. And if there's any way I can do anything to help you, you just let me know. And, mm. you know, and he was just rolling his eyes going, oh, fuck off. It's like, yeah. <laughs> um, um, yes. So, and it's really, it's... It's a buzzword. It's, it? Well, I, look, that's really bad because that's dismissing it. It's I'm not dismissing it at all. It's an actual really real thing. But bringing it actually to the fore and defining it and talking about it is Do you know what a I hot topic. Helpful. And it's really true because if you think about it, like we go like all day mm. and and then we come home and then we deal with all of the, the notes, you know, admin. The, the admin, like the whole kit. And look, I don't really... Um, you don't really have a choice but to get on with stuff. Yeah, I don't actually really know how to manage it, Kelly. <laughs> just, uh, but it's it is actually a I really think have a real good, thing. He, and... A good solid hissy fist, fit strike, storm off to your bedroom, cry, can sometimes reset everybody back to being a little bit more generous yeah. with their yes thoughts. But and it's feelings. still um, I, I, look, and I actually think it's probably going to be a really massive generational change thing because yeah. not many men in their 40s well our dads didn't are going to talk about yeah, our dads that sort didn't. Of stuff i think our generation is a lot more in touch with what's going on and i really hope that you know the teenage boys now when they're parents will be able to actually go yeah teenage yeah it was bad oh and we also had a really interesting discussion on the facebook page that a lot of women our age have toddlers oh can we do a shout out oh my to all God. our hot flushes who have kids under the age of eight? We had a massive generalisation last week where we, we said, okay. you know, and then, <laughs> we don't have young kids. And then a lot of you put your hand up and said, uh, uh, hello. Hello, I've got a two-year-old and I'm 45. Yeah. And we just went, fuck, that is fucking And I think I probably owe, I think I owe that entire group an apology because remember probably two seasons ago, and I went and saw that. I went and saw that uh, obstetrician whose name rhymed with molester. It wasn't great. Chester. Yeah, or Hester, or Mester. Anyway, and he um, he basically was trying to bully me into getting a marina. And I was like, I don't want one. I want you just to chop those fallopian tubes out. And then he was like, you don't. He goes, the number of women I get coming in in second relationships who want to. And I just was looking at him going, are you insane? And a lot of you women were talking about having children in your 40s. And I think I was like, I think I did a blanket like, you know, what woman in their right mind would do it. And I take that back because clearly every woman is not me. Absolutely. And every woman does not have the four children that I have. Absolutely. Or, you know, yeah. So 
All the power to you. Put and down, look, Kim, do you know Kim publicly apologizes? Yes. Put it in the notes. Uh, and uh, but also, I will say there were points in time where Rob and I were just sort of like imaginative, and so you know that 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 little prime primate in us is pretty keen to keep that you, you know the the, the uh, species going. But seriously, guys, I do not know how you do it. My <laughs> joints ache, and I the, if, the idea of getting down on the floor to play with a kid now, no, I'm not like, that bad, for fuck's sake. <sighs> okay, Belinda asks, I like this one. How did you meet at uni, and did you have preconceived ideas about the each other before you became friends? Yeah. Tell us the story of Genesis, the <laughs> book of hot flush. <laughs> I love that question. Um, we met at uni because I was friends with... Uh, the people in my dorm, who most of them did uh, journalism, broadcast or PR. Yeah. And Kim did that. And Kim had a bob and she went to PLC Pimble. <laughs> I did have a bob. And so I probably had preconceived notions that she was a super nerd, of which I wasn't far off. She wasn't. I was such a... I was, the, I was still the good Christian girl. Yeah. And you, I just knew she just oozed naughty. <laughs> <laughs> She was ballsy and intimidating, and I was like, she scares me. And um, Which works to this day is just like, I just don't understand. No, but I, I, like back then, I think I just did not take shit. No, you did not did take not shit. You did not take shit you from didn't. anyone. No. I know. You were very confident. Yeah. And that was quite scary. <laughs> well, it's not the first time I've heard that, but, you know, I am a nice person. And then, um, so she was friends with a lot of my friends, and... And I don't remember spending a huge amount of time with you at uni. I don't think we did, actually. And, but it's always sort of, you know, Facebook and, oh, she, I remember her from uni. Um, and then probably about 12 years ago, we reconnected via blogging. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, it's really interesting, isn't it, that preconceived ideas of what people are like. Yeah. And now we're, like, just taking on the world. I know, we are. Look at us, powerhouses. <laughs> Kelly B asks, speaking of blogging, is old school blogging dead? And if so, why? I wonder this all the time, being one of the old school blogging fraternity. Back in the day of Nuffnang and pro blogger conventions, is it Insta? I have really strong feelings about this because I would blog even if no one read it. Because for me, it is my therapy. Yeah. It's my creative outlet. It's like, Honestly, if, if my blog died tomorrow, I'd start another one. I've yeah. got so much out of blogging. I have learned so much about myself. Yeah. And other people. I've, uh, it's been the most educational tool for me. And to read back on decades of, yeah. of where I've come from. Yeah. Um, so and, true. and I just keep chipping away. My readership grows, you know, people come and go, whatever. Uh, I think Instagram has changed a lot. Yeah. But I think if you look back over the centuries, the written word and storytelling has always been there. Yes. So that's how I, I view it. What about you? Uh, and it is my job too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's uh, it is for me, um, but I wish it wasn't. So I keep wanting to come back to it because I think it's such a wonderful way to connect with other people. Yeah. And and it's actually, a, 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 there's a greater depth of connection than there is with, say, something like Insta. Um, but I tend to rely on Insta because it's quick and I can do it. But I have, you know, I've set up a new blog to sort of do my, do my um, control alt delete, you know, refresh. And, but for me, it's been a real issue of, I need to actually set the time. Like I need to almost make it like an appointment to make it happen. Yeah. I just always feel, 
Kel, when I open up a fresh new page and then I just get caught, I don't know, go somewhere. It's like a hit of heroin or something, I suppose. <laughs> I never tried it, but but I, I just go, I just can't even remember. I read back on stuff and I can't remember writing it. Yeah. I just go to this amazing place where I just think, oh, yeah, that's a great word to put in there. And, yeah. You know, I just enjoy the process so much. I don't care. You know, I'm not writing for anyone. I'm yeah. not writing for an audience. I'm doing it for me. So I think that the... The blogs that remain successful are the ones that do that. They don't set out to be a business or to be, yes. you know, famous or to get a okay. good deal. Bored now. Okay. All right. Uh, health update. Yeah, we've done the travel sickness. Um, no, I haven't tried the fitted sheet over my head tucked behind me yet, but that's up there with the, what the car fuck sickness. What are you talking about? So there was someone who was like, someone had this thing where she was car sick. So what she did was she got a fitted sheet. And put it around her head and her face and around the back of the headrest. Like a shroud. So Yes, so that her head wouldn't move and the lack of motion and stuff seemed to really help. Yeah, so, and also so the lens would be cool. So there was that one. And there was another awesome pair of glasses and then there was another one as well. I can't remember. Anyway, um, Claudia, we talked about the eyebrow, um, the eyebrow pencil in dark brown. Did we? So we did. Well, we talked about it on the actual Facebook page. Um, okay. It's. I really like the benefit one. Yeah, I like the benefit one. It's, it's got, got a little insta brow. Oh, insta brow, yeah. and it's got a little pointy Spool. hat on it, and it, that's got a little brush in it. It's very cute. Oh no, you're talking about a different one. Oh, Jack I? Jack has that one. Uh, yeah, I like that one. Okay. Um, I think he actually stole it from you. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh no, I think I gave it to him because oh. I had a black one and a brown one. And I didn't need the black one, so I think I gave okay. him that. Uh, Life matters. It was great. Yes, we are losers. There's a picture of us <laughs> up on the hot flush page. In the B1 and B2 cutout face thing because we're... Amber asks, managing the day-to-day life admin of a busy life with... Oh, I think we've sort of covered this. We have covered it. Amber, Google Calendar. In your phone, you can have different colours for different people. You can set reminders. It's just great. You can... And then if your husband's got it, you share calendars. If you've got something on, you can send him an invite. So there's no excuse for him to not know. It is a really good thing. Can you and set also, that up for me? Sure. Thank you. And also, the thing with Google Calendars is in your contacts, if you put in people's birth dates, uh, it comes up in Google Calendar as well. So you don't have to have a separate thing to remember that. Uh, Jack is working on a night no, moisturizer. Wanda's, oh, look, I saw, I say, so Kate Wauk, awesome surname. Um, or is it, oh, is it wow. woke? Kate, Kate, are you woke? Anyway, she's one of my favorite people on the whole planet. Really? Yeah. That's the best surname in the world. Uh, she's talking about the new Netflix show with Wanda Sykes. And I saw it on and I was like, I love her. I watched that this afternoon. So I haven't watched it. So that may be this afternoon's viewing. The other Netflix thing I'm viewing at the moment is the show with Christina Applegate. Dead to me. I'm watching it for a second time. It's oh, the God. Best. Okay, don't tell me. Okay. I'm up to like episode eight. So no, it's the best. It's it so good. Literally and the best you thing. know that the. The other woman, like the other the main Aussie. character, yeah. the Chris, is the actress who played um, Velma in Scooby Doo. Yeah, she's Australian. What? She's Australian. Is she? Yes. Oh. Um, Carolyn, the primary podcast for the perimenopausy. Well, ladies, it's now official. Can I still stay a member? Blood tests back this week. I'm postmenopausal. Oh, you get the special prize. Body now producing chin hairs, not eggs. Far out Brussels sprout must have happened sometimes in the midst of making all those freaking school lunches. <laughs> Anyone else out there hairy and eggless? <laughs> <laughs> hairy and eggless. eggless. Maybe that's our new 
That's our new tagline. Instead of, instead of just keep plucking, hairy it's just hairy and eggless. Can you just write that down? That's fucking hilarious. Well done. Um, Julie, Julesa, I'm so pleased that you're catching up. She's, uh, she's written. She's late to the game, but I do know Julie. She's also a fucking legend. Yes. Uh, if you could travel anywhere in the world with your respective boys and men for three weeks, where would you go? I would go to Italy and they would go to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> that was Mr. Week just dropping in that he might be in Canada in July. Yeah. Before walking out the door. Yeah. I think you need to go on that. Oh, no. That's a, that's a 19 hour flight. You wouldn't do that? I've been to Canada. I want to go to Italy. Yeah. Um, I You're was, going to New York soon. So I am going to off. New York soon. I worked out. What's the date today? Oh, 24th? Man. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, 23rd? Because I, I hope it's 2035 on the 25th. <laughs> Jesus, oh, the beef was fine. It wasn't, it wasn't stinky. Oh, it's the 25th. Uh, so, I, yeah, in five months, we're in New York. Oh, that's ages away. I know, so far. Um, where would we go? Uh, yeah, Italy. Italy's definitely up there. Why did you write hairy and legless? Oh, legless. That's not right. Eggless. Eggless. Whew, this is bullet dodged. Um... <laughs> Yes, or, Italy, or or just New York for three weeks. With the boys? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Mm. We'd just food it. We'd just God, food it. food yet. Have you food been there before? and museums and walking and walking and walking. No. Oh, okay, I've been four times and all I can remember is the food. <laughs> and cocktails um, and cool bars. But then, you know, then sometimes I sort of think we, we should do something really... Interesting, like go to Croatia or one of those I'd love places. to go to Croatia. Do you know where, that's where going? Baby Mac went to Croatia. Oh, that and looked amazing. So one, the scenery looked amazing, but it was every day they went and got these pastries from a local oh, shop, and I dream about those pastries so that she had in Croatia. Hungry. I'm so hungry. <sighs> um, so I think yeah. that's it. Oh, God, is that it? That's it. Oh, that was, you know, God, try harder. Um, try okay. harder, people. Again, thank you very much, everyone, for joining. Oh, no, wait. Oh, hang on. No, there was something I wanted to talk about. Okay, you're lucky. So one of the podcasts that I love is a weekly, it's actually a tech writer. Like it's only half an hour. Boring. Shush. It's with Cara Swisher. She's this amazing journo out of the US. She's mouthy and loud and hilarious. She calls herself the cranky lesbian of San Francisco because, Mm. and she's, I like her already. She's been covering tech um, since face, like since Google was in a garage, like since it was the two guys in a garage. So she knows everyone. She actually made, she was interviewing um, Mark Zuckerberg once and he actually had to take his hoodie off because he was getting so stressed and hot from her interviewing him. And on her podcast, which is also fantastic, her podcast is called Recode Decode. Um, And I know it's not, she does talk to a lot of tech people, but she's also, um, but they talk about it in the broader Thing, you know, like broader picture. So she's really, that's really recode decode. But she does this other weekly little half hour spot with a guy called Scott Galloway. And he is this funny, droll tech guy as well. And they basically do a half hour wrap up of what's going on in the, in the industry. And it's, you, you would think, oh, I'm not into tech. It's not like that. It's a bigger, it's just really, and they're funny. And they're, the thing that I love is the repartee they have between each other, right? Like just, you and me. Like us. Very, <laughs> very great. So, and it's also a half hour little podcast, so it's great. But Scott's written a book about, um, basically about 
happiness. And he he wrote it because he was at a point um, where he was like, he knew that he had this amazing life and yet he was always really angry. And why was he so angry all the time? And so he, it's a really great um, episode. It goes for an hour and it's Kara and Scott talking and it's got their same repartee, but he's talking about um, the things that he's learned. And it's really interesting. And the reason I am saying all of this is, this is what I, this is one of the quotes out of it. If you want something wonderful to happen to you, you're going to have to take an uncomfortable risk in every dimension of your life. The key to punching out of your weight class professionally, economically, and in relationships is taking uncomfortable risks. And I think there's so much in that, that we get frustrated because we want something or we're feeling that we're falling short. And and we actually know that we're just scared. Mm-hmm. And- Plays back and down to the whole vulnerability thing. Plays, it does. It ties in very much with the Brené Brown vulnerability stuff. But one of the reasons why I why I wanted to actually raise that, apart from the fact that I listened to it this week and I'm going to listen to it again because it was really What's the great. name of it? So, oh, the book? <clears throat> is yeah, called, and the podcast. The podcast is Recode Decode. Um, and it's the episode with Scott Galloway. And the, his new book is called The Algebra of Happiness. He actually talks about how he doesn't know why he called it that. It just sounded good. Yeah. <laughs> and it's very marketable. Yeah. Can you make sure that you put a link up in the Hot Flush page? Because I yes. actually think that sounds really interesting. Yeah, really interesting. But the reason why I, the second reason why I wanted to raise that was this week, um, one of our listeners, Rachel Harwood, put up a really heartfelt post on our, um, on our Facebook page. And she's talking about, she said, I've just turned 50. I have a six and a nearly eight year old. My husband is 11 years younger than me. For the most part, I feel okay. If I ignore the facts that most other mums at school are 10 to 25 years younger than me, that I'm constantly tired and spend a significant amount of time wondering, worrying how I'll cope with teenagers when I'm in my 60s. And that my GP says my blood tests show no signs of menopause, yet I feel almost psychotic rage pre-shark week. So clearly I'm just bad tempered that I have to talk myself off the psychological ledge a few times a week when everything piles up and I get overwhelmed uh, um, to noise uh, yeah. um, the whole thing. And I'm looking at re-entering the workforce after. And she goes on and um, very overwhelmed, really overwhelmed. And she talks about, I never have a moment of feeling like I'm missing out. I've traveled extensively. I've done all the reckless risky things and I've survived. I have a strong core. This is what this is. Everyone listen. I have a strong core group of women who I trust with my life and no longer suffer fools or spend too much time people pleasing. Now, the big thing in that podcast with Scott that he talks about is that people who um, people who do things for others live longer, are happier and are more willing and able to take those risks. And I just, I kind of just wanted to say to Rachel that every single woman who listens, every single woman and man who listens to this podcast has felt that level of overwhelm. Yep. And I would say a good portion of us feel it still to this day, every day. Yep. So I wanted you to one, know that you are heard and that you are seen and that you are not alone. 
They're the first things I really wanted her to know. And I also wanted her to know that she actually, she actually knows what she's got. And so it's okay to feel that overwhelmed because even if she didn't know she had these beautiful women who, you know, have got her, then all of this would be exponentially worse. And I will just say at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how old you're going to be when you have your teenage kids. It doesn't matter that those women are 10, 15, 20 years younger than you. What matters is that you have people around you who just love you and will, you know, stand in front of a out of control bus for you and that you'll do the same for them. So Rach, you're doing good. Jesus, Kim. I've got the gooses. I've got the tears. Wow. That was quite amazing. Thank you. I just, you know, yeah, I just really felt she, I don't know. You just, I've been thinking about, I've been thinking about it ever since she posted it. That's, that's, yeah, that's very good advice. We're going to have to wrap it up though. I'm sorry to end on such a cry. And I was going to even play, like, I'm going to, I was really wanted to play a song for us to go out on too. No, that's not what we do. I know, but I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it from this bit. Okay, I'm going to sign off. Thank you so much for joining us. And as we like to say, oh, just keep plugging. Oh, no, not plugging. Plucking. (laughs) See you next week. Just keep plucking. All you hairy and eggless ladies. (laughs) Here we go. You hold tight to your umbrella. Well, darling, I'm just trying to tell you that there's always been a rainbow hanging over your head. Tell you that there's always been a rainbow. I sent this to Rob the other day and I was crying.